You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! So good. <laughs> this is like an extra epic start to uh, this episode. Though I feel anytime you start with any sort of like John Williams score, you've got a nice epic beginning to your show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Star Wars Rebels After Show Season 2, Episode 10, A Princess of Lothal. If you guys have not done so already, please be sure to go on over to iTunes, subscribe to us there. You can listen on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you head over to YouTube where you can actually <laughs> watch our beautiful faces discuss how much we love Star Wars and uh, give us a thumbs up, leave us comments, let us know what you like. We are following along with the live chat this evening as well as checking the hashtag ABTBRebels so you guys can get in on the conversation. I am Emma Fife, your host. You can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife, which is my name, and I am joined by a fabulous panel of ladies, as always, Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you guys can tweet at me at the Mengwin, that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And Katie Collin. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje, that's K-I-A-X-E-T. And a super awesome guest star joining us this evening, it is Mr. James Arnold Taylor. Oh, well, thank you so much, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's, uh, you know, it's really cool to have a show about Star Wars with so many lovely ladies (laughs) instead of just a bunch of guys nerding out on on, uh, all of the fun of Star Wars. Because, you know, more, I would say it's 50... Ashley Eckstein, of course, Ahsoka Tano, uh, made it very clear and public that 50% of fans of Star Wars are women. Absolutely. And so uh, this is great. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and, you know, Dave Filoni has said that, you know, when they were sort of adding more characters to the season, you know, part of the reason that they went with... The Seventh Sister being mm-hmm. the new villain that they introduced, of course, who's voiced by the uh, wonderful Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, yes, yeah. I uh, thought she was going to be Princess Leia. That's what they were right? saying. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was curious what she was going to be when they yeah. initially announced that she was going to be part of the she show. She makes but... an excellent Inquisitor. She, she does. really does. They have her at Disneyland now, and yes. it's terrifying. Oh, my God. The yeah. canned dialogue that they have for that is just... Oh. Oh, wow. Maybe some of your friends will live. Oh, okay, oh. you're fighting a five-year-old, sweetheart. Yeah, she, she was Buffy for too long. I yeah, right, exactly. She's ready to be on the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's like she's taking out all those years of being a good guy. Her performance as the seventh sister. Uh, yes. So basically, the the uh, the big thing in the episode tonight, uh, as we all saw from the preview for this latter half of the second season, was that Princess Leia. Is in this episode. Yay! I'm trying to figure out how old uh, we that think was, she is. That's what I was trying to figure out as well, because, you know, uh, we talked about it on the show before, that we all kind of assumed that she was approximately around the same age as Ezra, but she seemed a little she seemed older. older yeah. She seemed like 17 to yeah, me. Yeah. Problem- At times she seemed about 35 to me. <laughs> she, yeah, she was very, you know, just taking control. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. The, she gets it. The problem is that the show takes place several years before A New Hope, right. but where we see her in the show, at least in this episode, right. she looks like she just stepped out of a new home. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Yeah, it's, I agree. Very much, she seemed very uh, adult and 
very much like that princess role. I feel like she should be young role. and scrappy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that was... It, though, obviously, I... I absolutely loved having her in this episode and I loved how in control of everything she was and that you know she was the one who had concocted the plan to get the extra ships but I agree that she did come across as a little too, a little too mature. mature. Yeah. I feel like she's been an angry adult for most of her life. <laughs> and so that this was I I thought it was great. She's one of those children that, was that doesn't on. like children. Like we yeah, have yeah. things to do. Yeah, but well, we've had friends like that. Sure, <laughs> I think I was one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, the uh, the Dakota Fanning show that uh, Amy Poehler used to do on <laughs> SNL. <laughs> wow. So and and you know I have to say this uh, character writer as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. voiced by Clancy Brown. Anybody know yes, who Clancy of course, of course, yeah. voiced in Clone Wars was Savage yes. Press. <laughs> and Clancy is a huge Star Wars fan, so I know he's geeking out being in again and getting to play this character. But that character was very pivotal in this. You know, yeah, he was. You do kind of. Want wonder at times, you know, which way is he going to fall on this whole thing? And for him to end up at the end really going with them and deciding that, I thought that was great. Yeah, no, I I was very uh, interested in that character as soon as we were introduced to him. You know, we got a a good sort of backstory from him in the last episode with his connection to uh, Ezra's parents. But yeah, it was, it was, it's been really nice to see all of these other people, because I feel like that's what's happening a lot in this season is it's kind of, we're, we're reaching out to the galaxy and finding that we have more support than we think we do. Well, yeah, because our entire first season was these six people on a ship and the occasional cameo or whomever coming in. So getting into the larger spread of things is really nice. Get people to see who these characters were, get them to like them. And we we talked a lot about that, um, this event we do, uh, Star Wars Weekends at Disney. Uh, This last year, we got to really kind of talk about how this year, uh, spoke about with Taylor and Steve Bloom and Vanessa and and Tia, everybody that was guests there, how we're going to see that. That's going to be a theme throughout this season where you're going to get to play with other characters, see some familiar faces and some new faces, but really get to expand their universe and learn about their families. And so it's very cool that they're doing that now because it's important with these characters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with this following up a show like Clone Wars, which was so, so far-reaching. Yes. <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, so if any of you guys don't know, uh, uh, James did the voice of n- numerous characters uh, in, in Clone Wars, but Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan of course, Kenobi, being... Yes. Uh, being Master Plo Koon. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and, you know, and let me say, because people have been asking on, since that season two trailer yes. came out, everybody keeps asking, oh, is that you doing a Plo Koon type voice? <laughs> it wasn't me. It's somebody else. I was doing a, uh, an impression of me, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't Plo Koon. So uh, just get that out there right now. Perfect. But uh, to all the folks that uh, that have been appreciative of that, I'm appreciative of them, and, and thank for thinking of me. But uh, nonetheless, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't help but feel like there's there's almost a little bit of a parallel here because for Julie Dolan, who was coming in doing the voice of Leia, she's voicing a very well known character. Now, when you came into Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. did you feel any sort of, like, pressure? Because for me... Obi-Wan, hands down, was my favorite character from the prequels. The prequels, yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, that's the greatest thing. I really had it easy in that in that Ewan McGregor did such a fantastic job establishing this character as one that we already loved as old Ben. How do you do that and take it? Yeah, exactly. new levels. Yeah. So uh, it was a great honor to get to do it, but it was also a lot of pressure. And so, yeah, anytime you walk in, I remember the first year when Rebels was 
nobody knew what it was right. two years ago. And we were, I was hosting these events, and I was saying to them, welcome to the family. They didn't know, you know, any of them what they were in for right. because <laughs> the fans of Star Wars are the best fans in the world. They really are. Yeah. And they are so dedicated to the stories and to the characters and to knowing them, but to showing a lot of love for all of us. So I'm sure she'll receive all sorts of a warm yeah. welcome into the world of Star Wars. And uh, it's it, it's a wild ride, though, for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. The, the first uh, the first few conventions, you see their heads spinning. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, little overwhelming. Yeah. It can be, yeah. absolutely. I mean, the first time, well, it's celebration this last summer yeah. when we had the, the, I hosted the Rebels crew on yep. the main stage and it was packed. It was 5,000 people in that stadium and they went nuts for them and they didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I mean that in the best way. Like mm-hmm. they were like, this is so cool. You know, you like me. But <laughs> it's because... There's a there's a whole new world there, you know, and it's like what Clone Wars did. It allowed people to watch the show with their family and their kids and introduce yeah. Star Wars to them. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah, Absol- absolutely. I think probably my favorite part of uh, the Rebels panel from Star Wars Celebration was just seeing the people on stage pull out their phones and like and take pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah my favorite part was you guys <laughs> sitting down on the stage oh, to watch well, the trailer. Yeah, like was, it's family movie night. And I'm not I'm not gonna you know try to take credit. Well, I will take credit. And I said, well, come on, let's you know because it was they were all so kind of like. You know, they're nervous about yeah, it. So it's like, absolutely. let's have fun. Come on, guys, and let's just watch this thing like everybody else because that's what they all wanted to do. Right. They all wanted to sit down and, boy, sitting on that stage, the rumble of that. And when you heard D. Bradley Baker's voice, come on, my name is Rex. Yes. <laughs> 5,000 people went insane, and it was so great. So, you know, th- again, uh, God bless the Star Wars fans. Yeah. And, uh, and this show, where where is this going to take us then, ladies? Yeah. Where do you think we're going to go throughout this season with what we've seen tonight? With what we've to seen hell and back. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. Well, we have that fight coming down the pipe. Well, yes. I mean, oh. and, and, and based on the the sort of trailer for the latter half of the season, it looks like things are going to be a little dark. Uh, which, <laughs> and the sun is slightly warm. Yeah, and uh, because I mean, obviously, you know, it looks from the trailers like we're going to lead up to. A showdown between. Should we go ahead and give like a spoiler alert for anybody who yeah. hasn't seen the trailer? The trailer's been the trailer. out for a week. Yeah. Yeah. But still, some people have avoided it because it blatantly has spoilers. Should yeah. we save this that, for predictions then enough. so they don't have to go and come back? I think we're in it. We might as well discuss it. But yeah, they, with the, if you haven't watched the second half of the season trailer, it's great, but it definitely <laughs> gives some pretty hard-hitting hints. It's uh, really fascinating to see that because it is literally almost 10 years in the making for what you see in that trailer. Yeah. I remember huh. very vividly having lunch with Dave Filoni and Dee Bradley Baker up at Skywalker right. in the commissary. And Dave was laying out his vision of these characters yeah. that we're kind of not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> And what their, what their initial showdown would be in his yeah. head when we ended Clone Wars. like, And so oh. he's able to take a lot of these things now and put them into place into, here. Into Rebels. As yeah. we've seen, yeah. yeah. And so this is definitely something from the mind of Dave Filoni. It was, I think it was such a smart choice to bring Ahsoka back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because you can't leave that open. I mean, at this point, Ahsoka's like basically... The one super major, she's the one character who's interacted with like 
every major character from the prequels, but doesn't actually ever appear in any of the films. Yeah. Yeah. She could have her own, like, Agent Carter. She totally could. I I would watch watch that TV program. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I know Ashley would be very happy if that happened. (laughs) Can we start a petition? Hey, Disney. Honestly, how cool of a show would that be? Yeah. Just her, what's happening when she's not at Rebels, and she's, you know. Yeah, yeah, and her time leading up to where we get her in Rebels. Time me up. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my favorite things um, we when we were on the at the premiere I right, asked and- you know where has Ahsoka been on this time in your mind where yeah. is it she's like off having adventures and leading the yeah. rebellion and that would be fantastic yeah absolutely and I, I think that that is accurate just sort of based on where we left Ahsoka at the end of Clone Wars and then we see her show up here and she's clearly like learned to survive out there on her own she was an essential part in Clone Wars she was my favorite character yeah. on the show um, not just because Ashley is an amazing actress and she she took so much and did so much with it, but because that character was us. Yeah. She was the Yeah, the absolutely. And so that's why she's so important to being in Rebels is yeah. because that part of us that connects with that, but also connects with the prequels, connects yeah. with the, the four, five, and six, everything there, even though she wasn't in them, she's she's, she's all of us. Yeah, she's, she's a, a yeah. presence that's that's always there. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, because we do this show when Force Awakens came out, all these people, you know, are... are Where's the Force Awakens? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little indie film, oh, limited okay. release. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't seen it. It, it is kind of funny with how uh, how vague all of the Force Awakens trailers are than to get the, the Star Wars Rebels trailer. That's super, the yeah. That's yeah. super spoiler. Super clear. You wonder <laughs> if it you... wouldn't have been that way. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. If, if if the film hadn't already come out, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. that no, that's true. Because I mean, you definitely in in there you see some parallel like stuff straight out of some Force Awakens. Yeah. And granted, as Katie pointed out, as we were sort of chatting before the show started, you know, the the uh, cross guard lightsaber yeah. is based on an old design. But I I think that if we hadn't had it in Force Awakens, we probably wouldn't see it in Rebels. No. But oh, no, I mean the lore for that is that it is a very old design from the Knights of Red. Right, like, there I mean, is a lot of of lore built in there, and so them bringing it up, it's like, no, they they, they built that. Right. It works. Yeah, no, uh, no, absolutely, and I, I'm excited, like, I'm, I'm like seeing, this is something I think Star Wars does extremely well, where you see stuff happening in the movies, carrying over into the shows, into the comics, etc., etc., and so forth. Yeah, it's so. a strange, it's a strange comment. You yeah. would have thought 15 years ago you'd be able to say from the shows and the movie Exactly. And I know. Yeah. It's, it's just grown into something so yeah. so exponentially large. But no, it, what I was saying uh, in regards to when Force Awakens came out because we were doing this show, you know, we had a lot of fans of the show sure. tweeting at us going, oh, you know, what? Is, these are all my theories about how, uh, how uh, Rebels is going to connect to Force Awakens. And I said, you know, the one thing I said, I can't remember who I tweeted it to, so please tell me who it was. <laughs> I said, the one thing that I would really love is I like Luke Skywalker's great, but I would love it if Ahsoka Tano were still alive and was going to be Rey's master. Yeah, yeah, it's it is interesting. Yeah, to see how people have accepted yeah. this character now into the world where they did not think when we first debuted the movie, yeah, you know, the Clone Wars movie, people were like, "Oh, who is this character?" Yeah, and by the end of it, you're like, "Oh, she's I know." <laughs> I feel like at that 
point, yeah. you just queue up Adele. We could have had it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, kind of, kind of like, um, just since we're talking about the Force Awakens a little bit, coming back and because we've been off of uh, Rebels for a couple weeks I now, know. coming back into this episode, I actually like it was a really great fun episode, but like there were certain scenes with Princess Leia where my heart sank a little bit. I'm because you know what's coming. Yeah. Well, not only do you know what's coming. <laughs> But this fight that she's in never ends. No. We get to The Force Awakens and she's doing what she's been doing since she was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a and, point. and like that's on the one sad. hand, that shows how awesome and badass she is. On the other hand, it's like, this is a never ending fight. Yeah. It will never stop. Well, think about it. There have been wars going on since we were kids that are still happening. Yeah. So yeah. it's not unheard of for no. this to continue years into the future. We have a lot of... Re- we had a war go on for a hundred years between France and Britain. I mean, <laughs> th- this is not unheard of, right. especially since it's on a galactic scale. Yeah, <laughs> and and knowing Carrie Fisher too, it's like she, you know, it's it's also. Um, somewhat what her life has been. She's been in show business from day one. And yeah. it's been this kind of never-ending battle. I, and every time I think I'm out, they it's, pull it's, like, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, with this character, Princess Leia, it's a great uh, analysis of yeah. it, too. Yeah, it's very sad on one hand. It is. It is. But I liked the, the quote that she had, uh, which was, you know, I feel like because I can fight, I have to. Mm-hmm. For, for those, those who, who cannot. Can't. Yeah. So it's both... It's simultaneously disheartening, but at the same time inspiring, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting to see her um, before she was kind of just this angry princess yeah, captured by Darth Vader in A New Hope. Yeah. You know, that maybe, you know, by that point, like what happens between what we've just seen and yeah. what happens there? She's like, okay, I'm. Yeah. Remember what I said in Rebels? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm just mad. I yeah. just want to these guys. Right I, I feel like she was still fairly angry yeah. in this oh, episode. Yes, yeah, I think that's her. You've seen Inside Out. That's the emotion that's running the right, console. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like the Leia that we saw in this episode was very reminiscent of uh, New Hope Leia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it certainly made a point to make it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, which was which uh, was extremely well done. I mean, and, and as I was saying a little bit, it was so nice to just get that Leia that we all <laughs> think of and, and know and love just straight out of the gate. It's another thing in here, I don't know if you, you thought about this, but uh, another call to Force Awakens mm-hmm. is we had a stormtrooper holding a lightsaber. Oh, oh yeah! That's true. <laughs> and battling with it, which... You know, this <laughs> was, was a blue lightsaber, yeah, too! Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I loved watching that because you're watching Kanan move like a stormtrooper, and the second the lightsaber comes out, his entire demeanor changes. Everything is different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like flipping a switch. It was so great to watch. Yeah. And that's a lot of thought put into the animation as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I really enjoyed that this episode was, it was really just about like all the rebels coming together to accomplish a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big party. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the lobby here. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me how you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, if that was anyone else, that would have gone over like a lead balloon. Yep. <laughs> I will say, I, I did, this episode didn't necessarily go in the direction that I thought it was. Okay. As soon as they, um, as soon as they make their getaway mm-hmm. and, you know, they're still trying to figure out how to go about getting, getting the, the ships, ships, I thought what they were going to do was like a prisoner exchange thing. Be like, oh wait, I'm on the ship. They're supposed to be watching me. You could do, like, a hostage exchange thing. Okay. 
But that probably wouldn't have gone over smoothly. They probably would have gotten ambushed or something. But that's yeah. where I thought they yeah. were going. Well, and I, I like that the way that the the plan went down, it gave uh, Ryder Azadi a, a chance to uh, to shine since he had made the locks that they put on the ships when yep. he was in prison. The second he went, you keep doing this, I'm going to go. I went, he's going to die. <laughs> oh, I really? was fully yeah, expecting him something. to bite the dust. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was just so like, was oh. Clancy Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little worried about him for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah we generally suspect that a, a lot of these characters are ultimately doomed. So yeah, it's uh, in Star Wars. They never, you know, cease to amaze me how they they will just pluck off a character yeah. that you expect to be around for a while. Yeah. So now now they have to kind of work against that probably at times to where, oh, you think this is going to happen and we're not going to. Yeah, yeah. no, that's absolutely true. Yeah, today's well, a win. At yeah. this point, I just fully expect everyone's going to die so that way when they don't, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But if Ahsoka makes it to the end of the season, man, I'm buying drinks for the party because that is not going to happen. I can hear Dylan crying all the way from oh, Colorado. Right he's now. not in the chat or he would be right now. I know, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I liked the, in addition to, you know, seeing Leia being large and in charge as she is wont to do all the time, it was nice to see her, her sort of trying to reach out to Ezra as well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Ezra obviously from the last episode was dealing with a lot of, of residual emotions because he just found out that his parents were dead. And I, I liked seeing him connect with Leia in a way that maybe, again, Katie, you pointed out, like, when Leia approached with, tell me how we're going to do this, that wouldn't have worked out if yeah. anybody else had said it. Yeah. But I, I, and it was cool too to see sort of the, just the sensitivity of Leia when she was noticing everybody approaching Ezra and she's like, what what happened there? He seems really sad. Yeah, um, yeah and, and of course he uh, got to give her the stun. She's I like know. always getting set for stun there. I know. Like, Poor Leia. So yeah. I, I, I knew hope she's used to it, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a good, I, I think it was a nice moment, too, because Ezra is very much our Luke parallel. Totally, too. yeah. So it was nice to have that moment between the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And just to see Hera and Zeb get to come in and <laughs> cause havoc. You don't try us that hard. I said make it look convincing. Yeah. Like, you've been waiting for, like, a season and a half for this, haven't you? Yeah, so, well, I mean, as soon as they, they told Zeb make it look convincing, I think we all had the same reaction. We're like, oh, boy. Boy, it's concussion o'clock. He's a method actor. <laughs> yeah. They all are. Yeah, exactly. And Steve Bloom, the voice of... Uh, Everyone. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was also the voice of almost every stormtrooper yeah. there. There yep. were like three yeah. that were Steve Bloom, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. So now you have people on... I don't remember how this works. You have people commenting here. Do yes. we Do we answer any of those things? Or well, do we they just kind of talk? Or what's, what's the deal there? <laughs> conversation going on in chat. For the most part, we are just making them sad that we're predicting everyone's going to die. Oh, um, okay. Aside from that, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm checking the hashtag right now to see I if see. there's any uh, any questions there. Uh, oh, Billy Pollahan asks uh, on Twitter, if Leia is back, then you think we could see Luke in season three? I hope not. I, yeah. I don't think so. We were, we were talking about this just before the show. Yeah. And, like, part of the whole point of A New Hope in that particular story is that it's Luke's hero's journey. He doesn't really do... His aunt and uncle kept him very sheltered prior to uh, prior to the beginning of the film. So And he was initially going to join the Empire. He was going to go to their pilot school. Yeah. Like, that's what he really wanted to do. So, 
if the rebellion had gotten to him, around him, anything like that, at any point before A New Hope, there's no reason for him to want to join the Empire. It would have set the ball in motion much earlier. Yeah. For A New Hope to stay intact, we just kind of have to keep him in the side pocket in isolation until we need him. That's right. There's a certain Jedi watching over him. (laughs) Certainly that doesn't happen. of hanging out in the side pocket until yeah. he's needed. I was going to say, I feel like a, a big sort of theme, too, that you know people are asking with Rebels, particularly in regard to you, yes. is, uh, oh, is Obi-Wan going to come Obi-Wan back? Obi-Wan Kenobi going to come back, yes. <laughs> I mean, you would have to do more of an I Alec Guinness. No. <laughs> he would also have to get off know. of Tatooine. <laughs> well, yes, we would have to happen. go yeah. to Tatooine, but not go to Luke, which I don't know weird. how many folks have read... Uh, the John Jackson Miller book, mm-hmm. Kenobi, which is a fantastic book, and it, it really covers what happens with Ben Kenobi on Tatooine during that time. And that is his job. Yeah. His job is to stay on Tatooine. He cannot get involved. He needs to stay as far away from the Empire as possible because he doesn't want to know there's any Jedi around. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it doesn't really make sense to bring him in outside of anything than what they've already done yeah. as the hologram, which was a great honor to get to do that, you know, uh, the message right. that we never got to see before. Right. Uh, but I I don't think that you're going to see him there unless they try to do a little tip of the hat as kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, how you doing? You and, and again, I, I think it would be, uh, if we did see him, it would be a very brief situation wherein we could also possibly see Luke because we'd be on Tatooine. Yeah, so. it's it's a tricky balance. We yeah. were talking about this before the show too, though, with this show in general, in that you have these two Jedi's yeah. alive when and there's really not supposed to be yeah, Jedi's exactly. alive. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. 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 See how I <laughs> scare Jedi. I quote those, but um, yeah, it's like the blind. I feel like the I feel like it's it's, <laughs> it's almost essential to the storytelling. That Obi Wan and Luke never encounter exactly these characters, or, or if they do encounter them, it has to be very much a I can't. However, I mean, you know, the other thing is, is I would have said the same thing about Yoda, and they've, yeah. they've managed to have him there, so you know, uh, that's yeah. true. They found a way to incorporate him. Yeah, and, that's true. And he'll be coming back as well later on this season too. That's right. Love you got it. to actually see him. In yes, the, in you the did. Season. Yeah, I did. So we have yeah. a question in chat. Okay. Norto, a question for you guys. Do you think this old master is a certain Night Brother returned from the folds of darkness once more and potentially seducing one of our heroes? Do you think it's Darth Maul? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're getting at. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. That sounds that's like. That's why a, he called himself Xehanort. He's talking a lot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I I love Darth Maul as a character, so yes. I would like to see him come back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time fans brought him back. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, jo- I remember Snoke. very specifically when we were doing these episodes and we get word that George says, oh, and then Darth Maul's coming back. And you're like, he is? You know, and Dave Filoni, that was conversations Dave shared with us, you right. know, where they're talking and Dave's like, say what? Yeah. You know? And then the way he presented it, it made sense. Yeah. And the way you did it, you know, if you after you watch those first few episodes of The Clone Wars, you go, oh, this absolutely makes sense. It works completely yeah. great. And he's a fantastic villain. And of course, I had, you know, so much fun doing those episodes with Sam, who's also the Emperor in right, Rebels. Right. Uh, so, yeah, he'd be around the studio if it's him. Uh, you know, who knows, right? But uh, <laughs> But that character is a fantastic villain. I think from the first time we see him in Phantom Menace, yeah. we go, 
why is this guy not going to be used more throughout all these movies? <laughs> so now there's ways to do it. So if it was him, I, th- I don't think anybody would complain. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then just a, a comment uh, in regards to the conversation that we were having uh, about uh, Leia and Ezra. Uh, Jasper on Twitter, at JasperJackson28, says, uh, Princess Leia was awesome and how she knows Ezra. It bridges the gap between Rebels and the original trilogy. Thank you, Star Wars. <laughs> Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. Thank you. I'm uh, glad I'm not the only one who picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> now, uh, James, obviously you're you're very heavily entrenched in the uh, Star Wars universe yeah. at this point. <laughs> and you actually mentioned something to me uh, before the show that I want to uh, talk about, which yes. is that you actually are uh, in Force Awakens. Yes, I, I am. <laughs> um, I, I got to do uh, quite a few voices in the, in the film. Uh, a lot of different aliens on Jakku. I'm yeah. uh, several Ooh. aliens on Jakku. I am uh, some stormtroopers. I am some Imperials. When all uh, heck is breaking loose, <laughs> you can hear uh, in there. I'm uh, so on Jakku when um, when Finn is looking for water, mm-hmm. and the first yeah, guy yeah, he goes yeah. up mm-hmm. to, and the guy, goes, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then yes. when uh, when Ray is offered for BB-8, the you know the extra sixty know, portions, uh, yeah, sixty portions. Um, you hear the aliens back, kind yeah, of going, nuts, and yeah. that's wow. And then there's some little uh, laughing little uh, guys in the bar scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? The little kind of puppety kind of ones. Uh, that's me. Uh, nice. A lot of different voices there, and we all uh, kindly uh, Matthew Wood, the amazing sound designer mm-hmm. of Clone Wars, Rebels, and yeah. all these uh, fantastic things. Oscar nominated sound designer uh, and a great voice actor was kind enough to put uh, myself, Matt Lanter, Sam Witwer, Catherine Tabor, um, uh, Meredith Sal. Challenger, uh, Dave Filoni, um, Tom Kane. That's so great. <laughs> so all of us, uh, uh, David Collins, who uh, also is a director in the mm-hmm. world of Star Wars uh, and a voice talent. Uh, so all of us are the background voices yeah. in there. So it's pretty great. There's uh, some very. Matt Lanter is a very distinct uh, clone trooper. I was clone to see what I did. <laughs> clone uh, too many years on Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, the one with the red leather that says, Sir, we need to go back and get more troops. Right. That's Matt uh. Lanter. Um, uh, Kat Tabor has a wonderful line right there as one of the gals saying, you know, there's seven minutes till the sun yeah. can be blown up. And it's <laughs> it's great. No, I mean, I think it just really parallels what you were saying earlier about, you know, when, when the cast of Rebels started doing panels and conventions yeah. and, you know, you said to them, you know, welcome to the family. And yeah. it, it seems that there is very much this family mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was great. It's, and it's an, it's a wonderful little Easter egg for the fans yeah. of and, and even rebels and such that, you know, that appreciate what that show did to keep Star Wars kind of going. And, you know, the other thing is, is I still remind people of this is Clone Wars is the last George Lucas Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it's the last true stuff from the mind of George Lucas. And so that's for me, that's what made it so wonderful. Um, and uh, it was great to be able to kind of be in this as well. So uh, a lot of fun. And we got our names in the credits. It was very kind. So it's so awesome. Yes. So <laughs> uh, from Clone Wars to that to hosting all the other things. I've been well, I was going to say, and you do, you do a lot of other uh, of sort of Star Wars related events and things. Yes. I've been kind of uh, fortunate enough to be the host of all of the biggest Star Wars conventions on the planet. Yeah, from uh, Star Wars weekends at Disney every year to um, Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we had uh, the last two I got to host. I will not be hosting in Europe. Uh, usually that's Warwick Davis that does the Europe Oh, of course, farm. yeah. Uh, I'm not certain if, if he is this year. I would assume he is. But uh, So, yeah. But uh, it is a wonderful world. I got very fortunate. I was, I've was i been the first to interview a lot of people. Ian McDermott, I got to interview him for the first time uh, a couple years ago, and then he was kind enough to come back, and then also came to Star Wars weekends, and then we had uh, Frank Oz. I got to spend 
spend a week with uh, Frank Oz and uh, me and my buddy Matt Robottom, who's sitting here in the studio, with us, <laughs> got to go to dinner with uh, with Frank and. Uh, I do a one-man show at uh, these events every year called Obi Wan and Beyond, or talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And Frank Oz sat dead center, oh, front row, man. and watched the show. Now you go, okay, that's enough pressure, right? <laughs> in the show, I do like two hundred different voices of characters and things, and people that have influenced me. Mm-hmm. And I very specifically point out many of his characters because he is one of my all-time heroes. Yeah. And to get to spend three uh, hours, you know, in these segments interviewing him throughout the week was great. But then to have him sit there and watch me do his characters, <laughs> I was like, oh, please. And then he, he took me to dinner that night. We went to dinner with him and he couldn't have been more gracious and so wonderful. Yeah. And, and that's the great thing about Star Wars is all these folks from, you know, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Who, and Carrie, I don't know if anybody saw the panel uh, at, at uh, Celebration, but uh, she tackled me on stage. <laughs> kind of, we had a little uh, strange makeout session there with you. Uh, and her dog was licking my head. It was, it was very surreal. Uh, Carrie is fantastic. Mark was so great. Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Williams, yeah. Ray Park, all these folks. They're, they're so wonderful because... The, the only thing is, is none of us get to uh, experience Star Wars the way everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. You were mentioning that to me a, a little bit earlier. That now you're when you're so in the creation process, it you it, yeah you sometimes have to step back. Like when we did the the voices for Force Awakens. Right. We saw the film in October. Right. And so you go well. Gosh, how do I feel about that? I didn't know how I felt about yeah. that as a Star Wars fan. And then later you get to see it and you go, okay, here's all kind of is. But yeah. oh, also I was the uh, so originally you know if you, you've all seen the film, yes. there's like, <laughs> yeah. she grabs the saber and there's that kind of dream, yeah, 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 that force dream vision. Uh, I was the original voice of Obi Wan in that. Oh, I nice. To record all of it, and then they went to Ewan, and you know, as, as you do, <laughs> and uh, they got Ewan to replace that, and then they took some of Alec Guinness, and he. So it's a little, but it took nice. all three people that played Obi Wan to actually have a part in that. So it was kind of cool. That's really, be, that's uh, pretty great. That. Yeah, pretty so we are uh, running a little low uh, on time. Sorry, so yes. aside from Star Wars, are you working on anything right now? Uh, that Guardians you, that of the you, Galaxy yeah, is you're playing on Yondu. show. I, I play Yondu and Cosmo, the uh, telepathic Cosmo. Yes! Cosmo oh, is the best. Cosmo is the best. Oh my god. And, uh, yeah, Cosmo is actually one of my favorites. And yeah, Yondu's great. great. <laughs> it's a great show. I uh, would love that show. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, the movie, is oh, coming yeah. out in April of this year. I'm very excited about that. We've seen Trailer. I was super. That's my nostalgia. My favorite part about that trailer is, uh, you know, John Goodman, uh, Paul Giamatti, Sylvester Stallone, Bella Thorne, Rosario Dawson. No James Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) No David Cage. No Armin Sherman. No Jim Ward. The main characters, yeah. But that's Hollywood's for you. But (laughs) so the film is great. It is. It's kind of a throwback to the original. But if you don't know Ratchet and Clank, you'll learn about them. If you do know Ratchet and Clank, you will love it because it's it's a wonderful thing. And then the other thing I have is, uh, hey Matt, can you hand me one of those there? I brought each one of you my book. And uh, so I wrote a book years back called Jat 365. It's uh, 365 Daily Inspirations for oh the Pursuit gosh. of Your Dreams. And I wanted to give each of you a copy. And it's not just a shameless plug. It's oh, no. because I like to make sure that people that Thank I work you. with are inspired. So this is every day. It's, it's set up like my social media because it's taken from my social media. And okay. I challenged myself a while back to do a daily uh, inspirational quote every day to my fans oh, to keep so them positive. Awesome. So this is a collection of every one of them and it's not it's <laughs> not a calendar, it's numbered so you can 
pick it up any time and you know set it down for a week and then come back to it and you pick up where you left off. But it asks you to read it, then you accept that and you check that off. You forward it, share it with somebody else, and then you put it into practice in your life. And then at the end, there's a little question at the end and you write in that so by the end of the year you have a journal of your dreams and your goals oh, and man. you're inspired by it so that's my little gift to you uh, and uh, it's on um, amazon.com again it's it's not just the cheap uh, cheap plug it's to actually say thank no, you no, and my little gift for thank you thank for having you. me on I'm so I'm excited back. I'm so happy I, oh, it's so on. weird when you've like done research on something to interview somebody <laughs> yeah. and then you actually and get like, the whole oh, oh, and I'll sign them too later if you want oh that would be so great thank you for letting me plug all my stuff. Oh, JamesLTaylor.com, yeah. Jat Actor uh, at Jat Actor on Twitter and on Instagram and all that stuff. And you're so. still doing stuff for the Comlink, correct? Uh, the Comlink, yeah. So we had a show called A Certain Point of View, and we uh, we did that. Uh, Matt Robotter, myself, and JC Reifenberg uh, came together and did that show. And um, it's kind of been on hiatus. We recorded. There's at least I think another seven episodes, five episodes that we have that have not gone out. Uh, oh. But they were all shot before Force Awakens, so I don't know how they'll play. <laughs> <laughs> we were having that discussion at dinner, but um, time yeah. will tell. So yeah, we'll see. But I'm actually starting a, a, my own thing. I just uh, started a, built a new studio. I'm in the process of building a new oh, studio. Oh yeah, I saw that on your Twitter. Show on that's mm-hmm. just going to be a fun talk show where people nice. can call me up and ask questions, and I'll do bits and I'll have friends on and whatever. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, Good times. Yeah, yeah. Good times indeed. Well, thank you so thank much you for, for joining us me today. To yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. <laughs> it was wonderful. You were great. You made it better. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, where can people find? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. All of my shows are coming back. Arrow is later on tonight. Stay tuned for that. And if you are at PAX South at the end of the month, I will be there competing in the Omegathon. Come say hi. Megan. You guys can tweet at me at the Mangua. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. In my incredible sinking chair. Uh, I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, and I write articles. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Emma Fife. You can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife. It's my name. You can see me on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzzTV.com. I've got Face Off later tonight, Agent Carter, Bob's Burgers, Steven Universe, a whole bunch of them. Uh, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know all about them. I also write articles for Legion of Leia, uh, one run by the wonderful Jenna Bush, who's nice enough to let me write stuff for her. Uh, and if you're going to be at Anime Los Angeles at the end of the month, I will be doing a panel there on Friday, January 29th, uh, with my uh, Sailor Moon podcast, which is called Love and Justice. So you should totally come check it out if you're in the Inland Empire, because that's at the Ontario Convention Center. <laughs> Again, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Thanks to everybody in the chat, in the hashtag. And remember, you can keep using that hashtag, ABTV Rebels, to talk to us throughout the week. And And uh, we will see you guys all back here next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.